Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 21 of the Bulky Blue And today we're going to be discussing a few little things I'm going to give a quick review of Chelsea vs West Ham I'm going to do a preview for Chelsea vs Arsenal Um, I'm still unsure of whether we're playing at home or not Nope, we're at the Emirates, I've just checked and then I'm going to be going over the season as a whole so far. Like we've played, wins, lost, draw, scorers, etc, etc. So, my, to give a quick thought on West Ham, we won 3-0. Um, it wasn't as cut and dry as the scoreline suggested. We we did concede in the first few minutes. Uh, Declan Rice, actually. But it got ruled out for offside. Uh, West Ham had the ball in the net, I think, three times. And all of them were ruled out for one reason or another. Uh, one was offside. One was a foul on Silva. Um, there was another one <clears throat> that I can't think of. It was quite early on in the game, about, I think it was about 10 or so minutes in, Chilwell and Bowen, uh, they tangle legs and Chilwell lands on his ankle, twists it, tries carrying on, but a minute or two later he's down again, we sub him off, Emerson comes on, and again within, within a couple minutes of that we get a corner, and Thiago Silva puts us 1-0 up. Uh, brilliant delivery from Mason Mount. F- shocking defending from West Ham, uh, to be fair. Which, when you look at the stats, that's the first set-piece goal they've conceded all season. The last time they conceded a set-piece goal before that was when William scored the free kick. But he scored that directly. It wasn't from a crossing. Uh, he scored a direct free kick in restart. In the three-two loss, um, but you look at how the game was going, and it was where it it seemed to be very end to end, but nervy as well. Like Werner had a big chance to make it to two nil. Just before half time, Pulisic played him through, and rather than getting his touch and getting it onto his right foot, it sort of he mistouched it and it it stayed under his feet. So he had to play a soft one, like a soft shot, try and place it, and he didn't quite catch it right. Uh, he um he put it like the keeper saved it. Um, so with that, it's a bit eh, should be scoring, but I'll get into Timo in a minute properly because we move on, and with the second goal which came mid seventy, I think seventy seven or something like, that, Tammy made it two nil. Um, there was a period in the second half before that goal where West Ham had like. 70 odd percent possession in the second half and it, it was it was insane 
Like they they're dominating the ball, and then we get the ball. We get it, and Werner with the assist. Now this this is what I will get into after I've finished like talking about this quick. Um, so Tammy gets that goal, and then literally three minutes later or so, I think two or three minutes later, it weren't weren't very long at all. Uh, get a ball on the left hand side. I can't even, I can't remember who crossed it in. It was either Mount or Werner, one of the two, and I think Pulisic went for the header and missed missed the header. Goalie sort of saved it and it like pushed it out straight to Tammy and Tammy just slotted it in for three nil. Um, that's what I mean by saying three nil was very flattering. Um, it was good to bounce back. Uh, we had we had Emerson come on pretty much straight away for Chilwell because of the injury. We had uh, who else came on? Oh, who else came on? Havertz came on for Kova. I think it was. I can't remember all the subs, um, to be totally honest with you. Um but we've got we got a job done. And you look at after the two defeats, Everton and Wolves, we needed that. We we needed that. We needed to bounce back. And we go above Spurs. Um granted on goal difference, but the thing that thing that makes me laugh is we're having such a supposedly shocking start to the season because of the loss to Liverpool, the draws against West Brom and Southampton and then losing to Everton and Wolves. But yet Spurs are supposedly title contenders and we're above them. So it just shows the level of standards really. They, The media here just point blank refuse to credit Lampard when it's due. Um, it is it is as simple as that. And it's frustrating because he is doing well. But one player that I do want to talk about, and and it's, it's a shame that I have to talk about it because of the, the shit he's getting online, which personally I think is unjustified. Um... Timo Werner. Now, one thing that's always going to be said is his goals. And I've said it before on here, as a striker, he is four in four. Four goals in four matches, which you can't complain about. As a left wing, well... He's played, I think he's missed one match out of all of the ones we've played, which was the Barnsley game, which means he's had 22 appearances, uh, 21 appearances, sorry. And out of those, he's got eight goals and he's got six assists as a winger. Well, 21, so you take four off. It's a 16. No, hold on. 21 games minus 4 is 17. 17 matches. 
right? And all right, you take four of the goals off because that's... So that still leaves four goals, six assists as a left winger, right? That's 10 goal contributions in 17 appearances. Not matches, appearances, because he has, hasn't played every minute of every match, right? So he's he's better than one in two goal contributions. And people are saying he's a flop. He ain't a flop. Look at the numbers, look at the eye test, and you will see he is far from a flop. Far from it. Right? Another thing as well is people want to sit there and call him the next Morata. Now... One thing I will say about that, Morata started well at Chelsea and he dipped off. You break his numbers down in terms of minutes played because appearances aren't always what they seem. It wasn't it wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as everyone was making out. He had 24 this is Morata I'm talking about. He had 24 goals for us. Or 25 goals for us in 74 appearances. Or something like that. And you break it down. It was In terms of minutes played. It was one goal every 160 odd minutes. Or something like that. I did do it. I did do the the maths and the numbers once. I can't remember. It's on my Twitter somewhere. And. There is a big difference. Between Werner and Morata, right? Which is one thing that I'm seriously not understanding where this whole comparison's coming from. Even though Werner has missed big chances lately, he missed one against Newcastle, missed missed a couple against. Um, well, he missed one against Tottenham. He was off. He did score against Tottenham as well, but he was offside. Um. Like he's had a few big misses here and there, right? But what I will say is, he's never dipped his head. He's always stood up and stood in the face of it and kept going. And Regardless of this shit that's going to be fired his way, he stood in the firing line and he's took it. And he is still performing or <laughs> trying, which... When you see other players who aren't getting the numbers and also give up, that's when you sit and go, nah, get off. But the fact of the matter is, he isn't scoring, but he is contributing, which when he's being played as a left winger, you want him to get goal contributions, which he is doing with assists. And basically... I've said it before, he could score five in one match, every match, and people will say to go, it ain't enough, he needs to score six every match. That's just some how some people are are taking it. I've said it before as well. You look at former players that we now class as legends, and rightfully so. Czech, Lampard, Drogba, Terry, Hazard. Well, Hazard, not so much, because he's still in that recent bracket. But the four before I mentioned him, definitely. Czech, Terry, Lampard, Drogba. If social media 
was as big during their prime and Jose's prime. According to half of them Muppets, they'd have wanted them all out. Mm, check that one going, get rid of him. Because they did that with Mendy when he made the mistake for the Everton penalty. Oh, John Terry did this, he did that. Oh, he 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 need um need Sanchez in the back in the Champions League semi final. Get rid of him. Like, no. Oh, Lampard didn't score two hundred and twelve goals. Like for some some people the it's just never enough. There's no pleasing them. Like at this, like I'm gonna bring this in early, uh, but it's another thing that I'm gonna be bringing up later on. In the corresponding fixtures that we've had so far this season, so like your Sheffield's at home, Newcastle away, Southampton at home, etc., etc. Of them fixtures that we've had so far, we're seven points up where we were last season. So if we can improve on the reverse fixtures as well, that's minimum 14 points. And and people are saying it's still not good enough. We've lost four matches all season compared to last season where we lost two matches in the first week in terms of Liverpool in the Super Cup and Man United in the first week of the Premier League. And then we lost to Valencia in the Champions League. We finished second in the. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna get onto this season like as it stands so far in a bit. But my my point is, for some people, what no matter what we do, it's never enough. Lampard could win the league, and people say he should have done it in his first season. And it's the same as Werner. Werner could go on a goal scoring, a mad goal scoring run, win the Golden Boot, and people say he should have scored ten more. Like, there's no pleasing people. And the point is, when he's being played out of position, granted, yes, injuries are forcing that right now. And to be fair, form of other players is making that happen as well. But. The fact that he's being played out of position and he's got 14 goal contributions in 21 matches, which is two goal contributions in every three, people need to calm down with him a bit and actually, for once, support one of our fucking players rather than sitting there and digging them out and rinsing them 24-7. Actually support them. It's like you can't have... You can't be a fucking fan of Mason Mount without saying, oh, it's because he's English. No, it's, it's actually because they're a good player. And actually, you look at some of the players we've had in the past. Kepa, perfect example. First season he was here, he actually played really well. His only blemish in the first season was the whole him and Sari incident in the, um, in the cup final when he refused to be subbed. It's the only blemish. Alright, fair enough. It's a big underminer than manager. But my point is, he was playing well. One bad game. Everyone rinsed him 
and tore him a new asshole, and it got to the point where his confidence was just shattered into a million pieces. And why? Because Chelsea fans, fans in quote air quotes, abused him. I I see tweets going out last year, uh, not last year, sorry, the season before, at Morata. The guy left midway through a season on nine goals, which if you're, if he'd have stayed, he'd have been on twenty goals at that rate, which twenty goals a season from your striker, you don't mind. But I see people at the start of the fucking season, without even giving him a chance, saying like, because he changed his shirt number, uh, he changed his shirt number to twenty nine from nine, because his twins were born. On the 29th of August. It's a very nice gesture that he wanted to do. And you had some... I can't even remember the guy's name. I wish I could. There's some absolute... I don't want to say the word. But some absolute C word. Right? On Twitter. Saying that they hope that his twins die in a cot death. So that he can focus on his football. Like, that is so far beyond the fucking line that you can't even see the line anymore. And that's the annoying part, right? Not so... Well, him in particular, but... He weren't the only one saying vile shit. You had people calling for his his wife to have... Like, to be sexually assaulted. And it's like... Why you can criticize players? I've had this. This I've said this before about the, the racism and the the homophobia in football. And you can criticize players. You can say they're performing shit. You can try and help like constructive criticism. You can do all that, but don't fucking cross the line. I've had people. I've seen people on Twitter. Calling Werner a Nazi just because he's German. Like, do people understand how fucking horrible that is? Like, it. <laughs> Mate, it, it really gets to me. It really does. And when you see. You see players with a mentality like Timo Werner's. Right, and he always tries his hardest, no matter what is going on in the match. He gets the he gets so annoyed with himself. Like he miscontrolled one the other day. No, sorry, it was when he hit the bar against West Ham, and he was so frustrated with himself that he he you could see it. He visibly showed his frustration. Like I think he slapped his own legs or something with a bit of a growl, like ah, and he slapped his legs. I love to see that. Because if you just see a player miss and he just goes, hmm, oh well, it show, it, they don't care. But the fact that he got so riled up with himself shows that he cares. And you want that. So for people to sit there and absolutely, like, abuse and criticize, well, not, not criticize, abuse, and absolutely rinse players because they're not performing at their best... No player in the world plays 
the best 24-7. Every match, every week. No one. Not even Ronaldo and Messi. Messi was renowned for going missing against us. He didn't score against us until 2018. And he played against us like a dozen times or whatever it was. So, what? Does that make Messi shit? Ronaldo. Ashley Cole had him in his pocket nearly every time we played We played each other. Does that mean Ronaldo shit? No. So just because these players aren't playing their best doesn't mean they're shit. And that's my point. If you... You can't support players when they're in the dumps. Don't fucking support them at all. And that's really all I've got to say on the whole West Ham-Chelsea match. And I'm going to move into the Arsenal-Chelsea match, the preview. And then I'm going to start with Lampard's uh, press conference. He got asked about Ziyech, uh, Chilwell and Reese James. He said Ziyech is out. Um, hopefully getting back within the next week or so and that's a quote actually hopefully the next week or so and he said Chilwell and Reese James are doubts so I've I've put that into my thoughts for my starting 11 um, he said that Werner is getting chances and he's creating like he's making a run basically what I've been saying on here for the last few times that I've spoken about Werner, that he, the goals will come um, because he's getting in the right place and all that. Um, he then got asked a lot about Arsenal, actually. He said they're a good team, that we've got to take the concern of their team on face value, not form value, because he also said that form goes out of the window in a derby. Um he then got asked if Arsenal were in a relegation battle and he said he didn't want to talk about it. Um, let's be real, they are. But he also said that basically expect Arsenal to be a tough, tough, tough opposition. Um, which, which is true. No matter what happens, when, whenever, whenever we play Arsenal, they always show up. Like, it's... As simple as that, they they always show up against us. So, regardless of them being fifteenth in the league and whatnot, yeah, regardless of them being fifteenth in the league, regardless of them being in such poor form, they can turn up against us. I think Aubameyang's out. I know Bellerin and um, what's his face, Xhaka, are back from inju- uh, suspension, so that might help us because Arteta seems to really like them. Um, yeah, I mean it's going to be an interesting one. It's definitely going to be an interesting one because it all depends on which. Arsenal turns up and which Chelsea turns up. If we're the Chelsea team that turned up against West Brom, for argument's sake, Arsenal could have a field day against us. But if we're the Chelsea team that turned up against Leeds, which 
<laughs> and we get the Arsenal team that turned up against Man City last night. We'll batter them. And I saw a, I saw a phenomenal thing the other day. Uh, yesterday, sorry. If if we beat Arsenal, right, and if Burnley and Brighton win their Boxing Day matches, Arsenal drop down to 17th. And if Fulham win their win their next match, they they go within one point of Arsenal. If this if it all goes that way, Arsenal will be one point off of relegation zone, and that in itself it blows my mind. I, I can sympathise. I really can sympathise with them because we were there. 15, 16, we, we were in that position. However, what I will say, as much as I sympathise with them, I'm also going to laugh at them because they laughed at us when we were in that position. And the big difference is when we were in that position, we sacked our greatest ever manager. They just seemed to be willing to ride this out. And I don't know why. It completely blows my mind. And then what else was said in the press conference is that uh, the journalist who asked him the question, I can't remember who it was, but he spoke to Kovacic. um, And saying Kovacic said something along the lines of aiming for silverware and all that in 2021. And Lampard basically said that we're always aiming for silverware because we're a big club but it's tough to do so. That's the short of it. Um, and it, and it's true. We we are a big club. We are always aiming for silverware. We want to win the league every season, which may not be possible every season, but we want to. We want to win FA Cups. We want to win Champions Leagues. We want to win League Cups. Like, we're not just... We're not just in it to be in it. We want it. Like, we're in it to win it. It's as simple as that. And... Yeah, I mean, it will be tough to get silverware this season. Arguably, our best shot is the FA Cup. Uh, we got Morecambe in the first round in a matter of two weeks, actually. But, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be an interesting one. Literally, as I'm speaking right now, Gareth Bale's just scored and put Spurs ahead in their Carabao Cup quarterfinal. Um, no, it would be a very interesting one. But going into my lineup that I would play against Arsenal, given the injuries we've got and who's fit and who's not, Mendy and goal. Pretty, pretty like self-explanatory one there. It's piss easy to to put him in goal. Over the others. Um, Aspie. Right back. Emerson left back. Zuma and Silver in the middle. Simple as that. Um, Kante in front of them. We've got a three-man midfield. But Kante is the DM. Kovacic and Mount. Kovic- what did I say? Kovacic. Kovacic and Mount. Again. Easy decision. If you're going to play Havertz, maybe 
bring out um, Kova and put in Havertz because Arsenal's midfield isn't the best. Um, I don't think they've got party in that midfield. And then my front three, Pulisic left wing, Werner right wing, Tammy in the middle. And I said it before the West Ham game, and I got called an idiot because of it, actually. I said, was Giroud's form actually costly to us? Because granted he was getting the goals, which helped. But we were so one-dimensional, it was unreal. We were literally just getting it wide, spamming the cross. Getting it wide, spamming the cross. Getting it wide, spamming the cross. And when when you're playing against huge centre-backs like Everton have got Mina, Keane. Well, they had four centre-backs on the pitch, let's be real. And then when we're playing against Wolves, they got Bolly and uh, Cody. And I can't remember the other one. As I said, I think it was Dan Donker. <laughs> it just weren't working trying to play that way. And with Giroud in the team, that's all we were doing. Yes, against Wolves, we got we got the goal, which was a cross. But it was a low cross, which... Which, if um, Rui Patricio had strong hands, or stronger hands, should I say, wouldn't have crossed the line. So, I mean, yeah, he scored four against Sevilla, scored against Leeds, scored a sub, uh, scored a goal against um, Ren as well, and Wolves, to be fair, but. In terms of in terms of the benefit of the entire team and I think the mobility of Tammy like we need to play Tammy basically and the b- mobility of Tammy gives Werner more space means he can play a bit closer in and not so far on the wing and so fluid and interchangeable and we play through the middle, we play out wide, we we mix it up, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. And, yeah, I mean, Giroud is still going to be Im- important. Don't, don't get that twisted. He will be important. But I think overall, I think as a starter, I don't think we'll get the best out of him playing wide I think if we were to play narrow so with Reese and Chile back let them do the winger work as well as defensive work like up and down if we had Giroud and Timo next to each other as a two up front with Havertz in behind them we could do that like a 4-4-2 diamond sort of thing Kante at the base Cover and Mount as the two Havertz at the top of the diamond and then Werner and Zier, um Werner and Giroud up front. That could work like a lot. But point is is getting the game uh, the training time in, which we haven't been able to do because there's games every few fucking days. And 
players have got to rest, players have got to travel. Like, it's it's a difficult one. And personally, I wouldn't want to be Lampard right now. Well, I would, don't get me wrong. But the head, the selection headache he's got isn't is a good thing because it means players are playing well and whatnot. But it he needs to figure out the best balance for the team. And I think I personally believe with Tammy and Werner it as a. I think Tammy's better for balance. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. But that is the Arsenal preview done and I'm going to move in to the basically the the breakdown of Chelsea this season Um, so at Christmas I will put that disclaimer out we haven't got game until the until Boxing Day now which is the Arsenal game Um, so since the start of the season on the 14th of September We have played 22 matches. We have won 12, drawn 6, lost 4. With our our 4 losses being against Liverpool, Spurs on penalties, Everton and Wolves. Our 6 draws being West Brom, Southampton, Sevilla, Man United, Tottenham in the league, and Krasnodar in the dead rubber at the end of the group stage. Now, in that, we have scored 50 goals, exactly. Uh, Seven of which have been penalties. We have conceded 17. So, we got a plus 33 goal difference. We have topped the Champions League group which didn't actually work out great because we got Atletico Madrid. Um, but I'd rather have the... I'd rather play Atletico than Bayern, basically. Um, of those 22 matches, 14 have been in the league. I forgot to mention that. Um we're currently sat in fifth in the league, ahead of Spurs. And in terms of our scorers, we've had two, three, four. I've got a list here, sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen different scorers if you count own goals, fourteen if you don't. Um, because I've um, so I'll go from first to last in terms of our scorers. So in tied tied first as our top scorer, we've got both Werner and Olivier Giroud. They're both tied on eight goals as our top scorer. In second, we've got Tammy on seven. In tied third, we have got Havertz. Zuma and Jorginho. What I forgot to mention was three of Werner's goals have been penalties and all four of Jorginho's goals have been penalties. So 
after third, we have got Hudson Adoy in fourth with three goals. We have got four players tied in fifth with Ben Chilwell, Thiago Silva, Hakim Ziyech, and Christian Pulisic on two goals each. And in tied sixth, we have got the own goals. We've got Mount, we have got Barkley, and we've got Reese James on one goal each. Now, this is where I was saying about earlier, where despite uh, Werner's quote-unquote poor form, he's still our top scorer. Granted, tied, but he's still our top scorer. He's our top goal contributor this season. And I I don't see where... Because people will sit there and say, Mount's having a great season, which I think he is. One goal. But actually, I'll, I'll be, be a bit more fair. Let's go to our wingers. Right? Ziyech, two goals and a few assists. Pulisic, two goals, a couple of assists. Hudson-Odoi, three goals and a few assists. Werner as a winger, four goals and six assists. So even as a winger, he is still our most contributing contributing player. And as I said, people want to sit there and bid him. I I honestly don't get it. I, I don't understand it. Um... It, it's difficult. It really is difficult because people are just going to criticise and whatnot. And what I was saying earlier in the corresponding fixtures, we, we're we seven points higher than where we were last season. So, like, for example, uh, the... Let's have a look. The Southampton game at home, we lost last season. We drew this season. So that's an extra point. The Man United game away, we lost last season. We we got a draw this season. Sheffield United at home, we drew last season. We won this season. So that's another two points. West Ham, we lost both. So that's another three points. And this is my point. Like, it's all... It's all well and good people saying, oh, but Lampard shit, get him out of the club, blah, blah, blah. We're doing better this season than we were last season. So chill your, f- like, chill your fucking bean. we got new players adapting to the league. He hasn't had his, well, he had his full squad available for about 10 minutes before one of them got injured. Like, We're just starting to see something click and something come together. And, yeah, I, I do agree. I, well, I say I agree. It's my point. People need to calm down and not be so fucking reactionary when we lose a match. We're, we're going to lose matches. Liverpool have lost matches, for fuck's sake. And they're the where everyone wants to get to right now. 
And the other thing that makes it relevant, right, is Liverpool, this Klopp team, right, that everyone seems to want to point out as, oh, we want to be, we want to be up there with Liverpool. Did they get there overnight? No. When Klopp took over, they had people like fucking John Joe Shelby in their midfield. They had Ricky Lambert and... Um, Alright, despite how well he's doing at Southampton, they had Danny Ings up front. Like, it wasn't the team they've got now. And it, it took time to build. And if you say to me that within the next five seasons we'll win a Champions League, get to another Champions League final and win a Premier League, I'll snap your arm off. I'll take it. Because we need to be given time. Liverpool got given time and look where they are now. They're the best team in the country. So people just need to calm down. Like, big time. Really big time. They need to calm down. It's not going to be an overnight thing. Same as players who are coming into this league, like your Werners, like your Z- uh, Havertz and all that. It's going to take time. Ziyech came in instantly with big, like, a big hit because he's that little bit older. He's 27, I think, 26, 27, rather than 24 and 21. So he's... It's, the, the change isn't going to get to him as much. So he's come in and he's got that swagger about him where it's just like, yeah, and... I'm going to do it here regardless of what you say. So my point is, you give Timo and Kai in particular this season to, to mainly to adapt and to get used to their new teammates and get settled. And and you you will see the best of them. Both players are that fucking good and have that much talent there is no way in hell are they going to be flops. And they're not as if they're just going to be in and out within a season. They're long-term. They're long-term investments. Kai's 21. We can get a good a good 10 years out of him. Werner's 24. We can get a good uh we can get a good 7 years out of him. At least and that's my point. Like, no one has any patience anymore. If we were that impatient, as I said, with the likes of Drogba, he would have been out after his first season because his first season weren't great. And you really think we'd have, we'd have won all them cups without him? So I don't. We might have got to the finals, but in the final, he was that much of a fucking goal-scoring machine that we wouldn't we wouldn't have won the Champions League. But guess what? People gave him time. It is... As I said, Werner and, Werner and Havertz in particular need time. They really do. And you give it to them, you stop fucking abusing them, and they will come good. The other thing that's very underestimated as well is their mentality. 
who is our manager? It's Frank Lampard. One of the most elite mentalities as a player. And you, you hear what he's saying as a manager and all that. If you don't train well, you don't play. So he's also got it as a manager. He's got expectation. Do you really think if Havertz and Werner had the had a weak mentality and a weak mind and weren't gonna weren't gonna perform that he would actually have even bothered signing them? Don't. No, he he wouldn't have signed them. He wouldn't have given the approval. He'd have said no chance. I don't want them. Point is, they've got elite mentalities. They've got desires to win. They're under the right manager with the same same desires. And they've got such natural, raw talent that given time and being nurtured as well, they will be absolutely Ill- immense for us. Like pe- People don't see big picture. I do. And the big picture screams to me that we've got a young squad a very young squad that are all playing together now gelling and within a few years we will be at the pinnacle of European football we will be competing for leagues we will be competing for Champions Leagues and I'm not just sitting here giving it all the high horse because I love Chelsea it's because I genuinely believe it I genuinely believe that within within the next five years, if we keep Lampard and if we keep this squad and if we build on it, we will win the Champions League within the next five years. I will I will stand by that. If we keep what we've got and if we support them and if we back them and we build on it don't just sit there when times get a little bit tough and go right Lampard gone bye bye thank you or when Werner has a few games of us going nope out the door bye bye no you support your players support your manager you support the team and we will win things and it is as simple as that and that is where I'm going to end today. If you did enjoy it, I was about to say thank you for watching then. If you did enjoy it, please give me a share around it. It would mean, mean the absolute world to me. Please follow me on Twitter, at CookCO4. That is C-O-O-K-E-C-0-4. And as, I said, as I've asked, give me a share around. And yeah, until next time, hope you have a... Merry Christmas and a crappy new tier. <laughs> um, no, in, in all seriousness, I hope you have a good Christmas, people. And I will be back after Christmas with the Arsenal review. So until then, I will see you later. Goodbye.